God, creation, marriage, homosexuality, unity, birds and the bees, all in the Bible and all within the first 27 verses. All right, let's get into that. Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be, this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video, so feel free to check those out there. And now, let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. I'm Nate Warnock. I'm Andrea Warnock. And this is Marriage Monday. This is a show that we do every Monday where we take a look at what the Bible says about God's design for marriage and how we can live that out in our own marriages. So we're starting a new season. This is season three of... Yeah, welcome. ...of Marriage by Design, yeah. Three years, babe. Yeah, it's shocking, really, to believe that we've <clears throat> we're getting into our third year. We started this when our son Lincoln had just been born. That's and right. That was two and a half years ago, right. and it's crazy to me. Anyway. Yeah, and it's been it's been, I mean, it's been a huge blessing to see all the stories we receive of people that this podcast has impacted, and we're so blessed to. That the, that the Holy Spirit's using this podcast. And, um, you know, I wanted to say before we jump into the verse for tonight um, and kind of set the stage for this season. Uh, so you may have noticed that one thing has been missing for two and a half years on this podcast. What's that thing, babe, that's been the bane of my existence for the entirety of this podcast? There's... I was going to say there's several things that have been frustrations, but yeah. another microphone. Yeah. So well, we did sound. have we did have two. Yeah, we did have two microphones for a short time, but that was a hot disaster. Right. The sound has just driven me crazy. And look, I'm not. I'm a recovering attorney who now runs a janitor. Like this is not. I'm not a tech guy. Um. So, man, I ended up making some phone calls, and and one of our listeners, um felt like the Lord was asking him to just give us these, this setup that we're using now this season. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm so grateful for, I mean, I'm, I'm so blessed for thankful for the Lord for leading him to do that, but I'm grateful for him walking out in faith and, and blessing us with that. So yeah. now, uh, you'll be able to hear the things that are on this podcast. So yeah, that's a blessing. We're so thankful for that. And he yeah, so took grateful. his time to set it up and money to buy it all. And, Right. That was a huge blessing. Right. Uh, another longtime listener to our podcast um, recently uh, told me he, he and his wife had been uh, separated and had been considering divorce. And he had just relayed on to me last week that uh, they're now back together and the Lord's bringing restoration in their marriage. And uh, in a, at least a small part of it, I mean, the major part of it is them being obedient to what the Lord's asking them to do. But uh, he relayed that at least a small part of that was due to 
advice that we've given on the podcast and so i'm so just so grateful for the way the holy spirit uses this and and i share all of that not because andrea and i are sweet because you can go right back to the beginning of this podcast and see that we are not uh sweet uh the beginning of the the first episodes where we kind of tell our story but the reason i share that is because that's really the heart of this podcast uh look gang we don't do a lot of metrics and ads and all of that stuff um we just this season third season we have some sponsors that we do some stuff for um but for the most part it's just us putting this out there we share it on facebook and twitter and instagram and uh, then the holy spirit does with it what he wants to do Um, that's why in the beginning before we started we we had that little bit where we ask you to share it with somebody that you think it would be meaningful to because that's really what this podcast is all about and We've really tried hard over the last two years, two seasons, to be really practical. And one thing that we realized, particularly last season, was that there's a lot of questions out there about what marriage is really designed to be. Um, And, you know, that there's some doctrinal uh, discrepancies, even amongst Christians, on what is marriage really meant to be. So I felt led this season for Marriage Monday we're really going to just focus on going through the Bible and figuring out what does the Bible say about marriage. Um, And we're not going to necessarily go in any particular order, although we are starting in Genesis 1 today, but we're just going to go through it um, as the the Holy Spirit leads, and we're going to talk about verses that have to do with marriage. Um, But as you will see here tonight... It's not just every verse that says the word marriage or marry or husband (laughs) or wife. Uh, We will cover probably all of those. um, But this is really about what does the Bible say about marriage in general? And what can we learn about Yahweh, God, our God, from what the Bible says about marriage? What can we learn about marriage from what the Bible says about marriage? So the way that these are going to work, and they're all going to kind of take the same format. We're going to go ahead and read the verse. Uh, And if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be up at the bottom of the screen, uh, probably the entirety of each episode so that you can refer back to it as needed. The rest of you listening on podcast, you're going to have to get your Bible out and open up with us and we'd love you to do that. And just kind of think as we talk, I'm going to kind of share first. So we're going to kind of do the his, hers and ours, um, you know, blended family idea for (laughs) our podcast on Marriage Monday. I'm going to kind of share a few thoughts and then Andrea's going to share a few thoughts and then together we'll kind of say, okay, well, what do we do with this? Because if we just read the word of God and then we close it and go back to our lives, we're fooling ourselves. Um, so we want just, we Yeah, wanna... it's just checking off a box. Basically. That's right. That's right. So together we'll take a look at how do you and I want to implement this into our marriage or how does this impact how we think about marriage? So that's what we're going to do. So without further ado, should we jump in? Let's do it. Okay, so the verse for tonight is from Genesis 1. It's verse 27. Now, we're going to try for the most part and just do one verse uh, per episode. Um, And uh, so tonight is Genesis 1, verse 27. And here's what it says. Uh, I'll always read it out of the ESV. We may also read it out of the NLT or a different version as well. But uh, the ESV is the version that I read. Um, So that's what I'm going to read out of. And here's what it says. Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 
So there's some sentence structure stuff going on here that are worth our consideration, right? One of the things, well, baby, you're the English professor in the family. No, I'm not. I would assume it's a no-no to go from singular to plural in the midst of a sentence without changing nouns, right? I mean, you don't go from him to them. All this, although talking about in, the same in, in 2022, you might yeah, but, but right, talking about the same person. <laughs> right, yes, right, right, right. So when God says God created man in His own image, in the image of God He created him, but then still talking about the creation of man, He says male and female He created them. There, there's this sort of expansion of what's happening, right? God he makes creates a distinction, man, right? But then from the man, God also creates woman. And, and that had already happened, you know, th- well, it's going to happen in, in chapter 2, but this is kind of a, a summary of that. So God creates man, then from man God creates woman. So this summary verse is kind of saying God created Adam, Adam and Eve, God created them, right? Male and female, he created them. There's a fascinating thing that goes through my mind as I think about this. So God creates man in God's image, right? Uh, this is the, the Imago Dei, if you want to get fancy, right? This is the image of God. You and I, and you and I, are created in the image of God. That means, and that we're the only being on earth that are described that way. It's why the killing of another human being is such a serious thing. Not because, well, it's just sad because it hurts their family and it, you know, all of that. Because it also hurts, I'm sure, the deer family when a male deer is hunted. Right? I mean, I'm sure there's emotions Mm -hmm. that go along with that. We know there are. There's something different about killing a human being. Well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is we're image Image bearers bearers of God. Right. So... When, when you and I walk around each and every day, we are little imperfect images of a perfect God. But here's the thing that I find fascinating about this. <clears throat> Pretty much from the beginning of time, one of the biggest topics of discussion amongst human beings is about how different men and women are. So if you are created in the image of God and I am created in the image of God, the same image, the image of God, how in the heck can it possibly be that women are so different from men? Right. So that's because we both bear different parts of God's image, right? We're not a complete image. Even, yeah, we're, we're not an exact replica of of God because we can't do things that God can do. Right. We can't create things by speaking them into existence. Right. You know, we we aren't exact replicas of of God, but we're image bearers and in our own in in our own ways we bear different parts of God's image. So Nathan bears a different part of God's image that I don't in ways that I'm not like him and vice versa. That's exactly right. It's so good. I I hope you guys didn't miss that because that really is the key point of this verse. 
Sometimes we talk about human beings being the image bearers of God. And we mean that to mean, well, God has like a, a round thing that sits on top of a neck. And then there's a torso and he has arms and God has opposable thumbs. So we have a... Po- that, that's, that isn't what image bearer of God means. Mm. Um, image bearer of God means of the kind, of the nature of God. Certainly not perfect replicas of God because we weren't created to be a God. We were created to worship the one true God. But he made us in his image, but he didn't make each of us genders in the complete image of him. If he did, Adam wouldn't have needed Eve. Mm -hmm. That's just a reality. God doesn't have an Eve, right? God has Jesus and God has the Holy Spirit, both of whom were there. God the Father. God the Father. Um, But he doesn't have Eve, right? Um, but but he made Adam in a way that he recognized Adam had a need for Eve. There's a male and female component to who God, our God, that we worship is. And what I mean by that is the stereotypical male guy, driven, focused, um, kind of more, you know, hit it with a hammer, and if that doesn't work, hit it again with a bigger hammer. Maybe less emotional. Um, yes, probably less emotional. And look, these are these are stereotypical things, so I'm sure you can watch this video and go, well, I had a cousin, or I don't think that's of course. Fine. But clearly, if you're being intellectually honest, this is the typical, right? There's certainly there are exceptions. This is the typical. Um, same thing with, with females. Typically more emotional, typically desire pursuit more empathetic um, more empathetic um less intelligent um oh, oh. <laughs> Aka, what this is where you <laughs> this is where you need to jump in before somebody thinks i'm serious he's not serious <laughs> um That's... but yeah we're different so so what does that matter for marriage well babe when we when we think about marriage and we think about when you and i come together as a married couple and we become one as we're going to talk about a week from today, that, that verse later on in Genesis 2. What does that mean? If you're essentially half the nature of God and I'm half the nature of God, then what's the beauty of marriage? Right. So the marriage, which is why we believe, and because and the Bible supports, that mar- marriage should only be between a male and a female. Because right. why? the point of marriage is that it reflects god's relationship with the church right and we are a a reflection of the lord so when we're coming together as male and female we're each a part of his of his likeness so when we come together in marriage we're a more complete representation of the lord that's right because you're half of god's image and i'm half of god's and i'm using just using numbers right um so when we come together in marriage we create the full image of God picture. And so then the question is, are we going to live in unity as God does with himself, right? The Trinity, three three personas of God in one. Are we going to live in unity as a couple and be that complete image of God here on earth? Or are we going to be what is essentially a heretical picture of God if if there's disunity and there's anger amongst ourselves 
and then understand now why God can say, I hate divorce. Mm -hmm. Because divorce is the tearing apart of the completed image of God. And so for us, and we've talked about this, we talked about it last season, sex within marriage is the actual, it is our marital act of worship. Because when we come together physically in sex, we're actually as close as we can here on earth to physically creating the completed picture of God. Mm -hmm. The male coming together with the female. If you can kind of ruminate on that a little bit and resonate on it, you can really unlock some things about what it means to be a husband and a wife. So, uh, babe, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'll go first. But think about some things that you understand better about God because of being married to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll, again, I'll start. Here's the biggest one. Husbands, if you're, if you're watching this. <clears throat> God desires to be pursued. As men, we're really good. We're actually built to pursue. Hunt, right? We're built to hunt. Unfortunately, when the hunt comes to a close, we can have a real temptation to become Apathy Man. And you can search our channel for Apathy Man. I I solo did an episode on Apathy Man last season. But Apathy Man's essentially that guy that's like, I've done what I need to do, and now I'm going to sit here and watch the game and drink a beer. And that's all I do. Um, and we can get that way. And and here's the thing. We can get that way in our relationship with God. Where we're like, well, I've, I've came to God. Like, I have a relationship with God. It's a pretty good relationship. Um, God, come on into my heart and sit over there, and I'll call you if I need something. Yep. And in the same way... We can get that way pretty easily with our wives. Our wives reflect that part of God that desires pursuit, intimate uh, conversation, intimate um, quality time together. Um, Just that general uh, security and intimacy. That's a part of God that is precious to him because it's a part of him that a lot of guys can't understand because it feels foreign to us. And praise the Lord, he saw fit to make marriage where we could be with someone who has a desire for those things, to be pursued, to be loved, to be cared for, to have intimacy, to be led, um, and uh, to, to, to follow in some ways. Um, and so that, that's, for me, the biggest thing I learn about God from our marriage. What would you say? Mm, I don't know. That's hard. So um, I think I learn a lot about the Lord and in, and his uh, – so it really kind of goes along with yours, but desire to protect and um, really have everything under his – yeah, his, like his protection. I, you know, I think about – uh, like an eagle spreading its wings and having having the 
like spreading his wings over over the babies and protecting mm. you know protecting what's un, under under that eagle um anyway just that that desire to not just physically but in all ways provide in all ways um meet needs and all that sort of thing for for his kids and mm. and I'm not Nathan's kid of course but but be awkward and also legal <laughs> but I think just learning more about um you know Nathan I'm not I'm not like that I don't I don't have this this uh real need or um innate part of me that needs to ha- have everything mm. provided for or everything protected and all that sort of thing you know i want that but I, but I, anyway i think i i learned more about the lord in your doing that and it and it comes in like the weirdest ways too like um <laughs> If I'm telling Nathan about an issue that I'm having, he wants to fix it. And, I, like, I don't necessarily want him to fix it or I don't want to even always want to hear how he would fix it, you know? Classic but, dialogue. But he shit. wants to fix it because he loves me and yeah. because he wants the best for me and and he just wants it to be fixed, you know? Right. And I And I think that's like the Lord, too, you know? He wants us to go to him. And, of course, the Lord is different in that he is... Um, he always knows the right fix and we we might not listen to it right but he's there to listen to us and he's there to give that that wisdom right. um and i learned it's just the same way he wants to protect us he wants to give us the answer he wants to um make sure everything is the way it should be it's mm-hmm. great it's great okay babe so so what do we take away from Genesis one twenty seven for application. Well, I think you know the biggest thing is men and women are, are different, right? Obviously, we're different, and you're probably married to somebody who's extremely different than you, and it can be really hard to be thankful for those differences, yeah. especially when they rub up against something that really is really like annoying to you, you know. But not wrong, just different. Right. And I think the the verse that talks about therefore whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is worthy of praise, think about these things. And and so instead of when you're annoyed by your spouse because of their differences, thinking about, yeah, but that difference reflects part of the Lord. And my thoughts should be then instead thankful that that difference is coming out in my spouse because because I get to learn more about the Lord and other people get to see different parts of the Lord because of that, that difference. And so choosing to be thankful for those things is important. It's really good. Yeah. I, I would, I would agree with that. And I would say, you know, both for this weekend, next week, I'm going to say the same thing, which is marriage is other than work, just the general idea of work. Marriage is the only institution that God created before the fall like he didn't create sacrifices before the fall that was a result of the fall he didn't create the church before the fall he didn't create uh any of that he the only institution the only non-physical thing that he created pre-fall was marriage Mm. and i believe that that's because of what we just read that 
Adam alone did not reflect the image of God. Eve alone did not reflect the image of God. You alone reflect half of the image of God. Now, does that mean it's wrong to not get married? Of course not. Because who actually is the image of God? God. Who you have living inside of you. So I'm not saying that you can't live out the image of God. In fact, Jesus talks about, and so does Paul, about the preference of singleness singleness, Mm -hmm. and the beauty of that. I'm just saying that if you are called to marriage, let's make it a marriage that completes the picture of the image of God. Mm. Um, And that takes work, right? I mean, and why does it take work? Because as soon as you do that, Satan hates it. Because of that. Because it is the image of Mm -hmm. the one he despises and um, is jealous of more than any other. Um, So as we think about our marriages, perhaps you're thinking about getting engaged and you're kind of thinking about the prospect of getting married. As you think about that, really spend some time, you and your wife, you and your fiance, thinking about what does it look like to have a marriage that bears the image of God? Um, and and, and I put down some, some things that you guys want to keep in place that will be a good barometer to you of whether you're doing that or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have that discussion too, or at least think think in your own quiet time of this person that I'm either married to or getting married to or whatever, in what ways am I can I learn about the Lord because of them? Because of who they're who they were created to be and how they how that you know how they are that's right all right guys thank you so much hey again appreciate you joining us for the beginning of season three we're really excited to go through the bible i mean andrea and i are selfishly excited to be able to go through the bible and look at marriage verses for ourselves but we're really excited to be able to share that with you as well if you have a verse that you would really love to see a podcast on uh, if maybe it's not even specifically marriage related, but it's been related to you as a marriage verse, or you wonder if it has marriage application, love you to put that in the comments down below, uh, or go over to our Facebook page, Instagram, any of the uh, socials and leave that there. We would love to respond to those comments and get those on the docket over the next few weeks. Until then, guys, happy Monday. Have a great marriage Monday. And remember, God is for your marriage.